0: I think it is the the condition of the property. It's all about how they feel and they don't feel like they need to move on to a nicer place or something like that because we are keeping it up. We are good with our communication. Welcome to the Get Real
1: Podcast, your high octane boost of full-on reality therapy
2: for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hey. Really appreciate you guys tuning in as always and subscribing, sharing, you know the deal. You can find us at getrealestatesuccess.com and please continue to to support us by sharing us all over the place. We've been having Heather, man, we've been having, you know, big spikes in our relationship. So we really appreciate that. I know you guys are helping us out. So we appreciate all of that.
1: Yeah. Super Um, fun.
2: You know, today... We are going to talk about something that we get massive amounts of questions about. It doesn't matter how many times you talk about it. It's always a subject that comes up. So today we have we're going to talk about property management, which, you know, everybody wants to know all kinds of things about property management. But today, we've brought on one of our best property management companies, I think our longest running property management company, and some of our favorite people in the world. Mandy Clark is with us today from the Clark family, which is literally one of our best family. I mean, we one of our yeah. favorite families that we work with. One of the only dynasty, actual families so. that we work with, Heather. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's not very many families that do a business... And And get along so well. There's really none that that do it as well as the Clarks do anyway. Mandy, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
2: In light of giving you a little bit better intro, I should say (laughs) that I have been working with the Clark family for what feels like ever. I think I met your dad in, my gosh, I think 2006?
1: Yeah, it would have been before 2007. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Anyway love love the Clark family so yeah and we're happy to have you here. We love what you guys have been able to do and so we want to pepper you with questions today and just talk to you all about <laughs> mm-hmm. property management.
0: Hey, I'm I I dreamed up team this team
1: team team. episode. Oh,
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, Heather did. I watched her. She was like, "Wait. We need to talk <laughs> about this." Yeah. This is something that people need to know.
1: Yes, for sure. When when I was in Oklahoma and I recorded a podcast with Brocky, for those of you that haven't listened to that, it's a few episodes back. And I talked to Mandy and was just sitting there saying, man, it would be so great if we could talk about these things that were, you know, just sitting poolside uh, discussing Mm -hmm. options of what makes, what helps our clients be good clients of a property management company. Who's your ideal client and how do they interact with you as a property manager? It was actually a really, I, I actually learned quite a few things. It was really helpful for me. So I'm glad that you're humoring us with taking on this today. Property management is busy. You guys have yeah. been, I know you said earlier that you're short staffed right now due to COVID and yeah, that's crazy. So
0: yeah. we're doing, we're splitting shifts and having different people in the office at different times and all of that. We're just trying, we're making it work.
1: Yeah. So one question I had for you is how has COVID affected property management in general, I guess?
0: I think it's a lot like what it's done for everyone. It's just, it's just made things complicated. Like Mm. we have a tenant that we know has COVID. She's currently contagious and her washer started leaking yesterday. And so it just adds, instead of our normal where we would just send a vendor out and all that, we have to be very careful in sending our vendors and letting them know and all of that. And it just adds such an extra layer to Mm. it. It adds extra steps. It adds extra precautions and things like that. So it has, but also it has made us, it has forced us like a lot of companies to up our game as far as technology and things like that. So it's, I think it will end up helping us, but it has been a, it's been a it's been an experience, definitely. <laughs> because so much of our stuff is people based. You know, we that's what we do is we interact with people. That's our job. And yeah. so something
2: when you add this that,
0: onto it, yeah.
2: That's something that's happened to a lot of companies this year mm-hmm. is that it's forced everybody to be to become better. You know, I think a lot of people that I just saw on Facebook the other day, a buddy had posted some positive post about, hey, this year has turned into one of the best years for us because mm-hmm. of what you just said. We They had to level up their game. And because yep. of that, the people who didn't level up their game, well, those people are now giving up their business to people mm-hmm. who have leveled up their game. And it's kind of a sifting, right, of yeah. who is really quality out there and who isn't. That's a really solid point that you just made that I think... Yeah. Across all industries, that's really important. So if you're at home and you're, you know, crying in your beer or whatever about what's happened to your company this year, maybe it's time for you to step back and take a look because what Mandy just said is really important in every business right now. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it just, it's made, and it's made us kinder where I think some people have gotten uh, more harsh. It's made us more kind Mm -hmm. because when we are talking to our tenants, we have no idea what they're going through. Yeah. We've had tenant turnover has been crazy. We have had, you know, cause people are needing to move. We've had tenants that are moving in with family and things like that. And it just, it, it, it brings your humanity to the surface also, which I think yeah. is important.
1: Yeah, sure. I agree. Back to the original topic. That was super helpful because I just got, sidetracked us a little bit, but I thought that would be an interesting perspective for yeah. our owners as we're training a client, right? To remember what your property management company is going through with COVID, right? right. Like, just like you right. said, your humanity, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, you, that, that they reach out to you and also understand how this has complicated your job on a day to day basis. Correct. Right? Yeah. So, talk to us about communication with owners. And the ideal, if you could just paint the picture of how a client should interact with you as the property manager, what would that look like?
0: I think um, if I was to train my perfect owner, um, which is what we had talked about at the pool, what would your perfect (laughs) owner be? Um, Communication with your property manager, um, again, bringing back that humanity element is they're people too. They are, they are working hard. They are focused on keeping everybody successful and we're kind of that middleman. So we want the tenants to have success. We want owners to have success. Like we, we need everybody. And so going at it, when I have an owner contact me with a sense of curiosity and not accusation as to what are you doing and why did this happen and all of that, I just think it starts the conversation on such a better foot. There is nothing in property management that's black and white, I feel like. And I feel like that's a misconception that people have is that this is obviously a tenant expense. This is obviously something that, you know, Mm. my ownership shouldn't cover and they should be responsible and things like that. It is, there's no, there's almost no black and white. It is all shades of gray. Mm. And we are working to find the best solution to every problem. And Mm. so we're dealing with I mean, it's, compl- it's property management, but really it's, it's more people management. We are, everything is based in our dealing with other people. And so something I think that people don't realize, like the way our company is set up, we don't make money unless our owners are making money. So we don't get paid if you're not collecting rent. And so it is in our best interest to keep your property occupied and doing great with a great tenant who pays on time but there's going to be times where that doesn't happen. And that having that realization going into it, I think helps a lot. Something else that I think is key is realizing that there are going to be things that are going to cost money. Tenant turnover is going to cost money. There's, I have a lot of owners that at first think that everything, they, that nothing should cost them anything. Nothing should cost them anything. But legally, there's, there's wear and tear, and we can't charge mm-hmm. tenants for every single thing. And it's just that, that back and forth of balancing what it says we can charge for and what we can't and things like that. And every state is different. So we have a lot of out-of-state owners that don't maybe realize that our laws are different here than what they have at home.
2: Mandy, one of the things, too, I think that people don't understand is one of the things you said that you're kind of in the middle I don't think people fully comprehend why you're in the middle because you know, if I'm an owner, I have a contract signed with you. That means you represent me. Right. Yeah. Yep. I think that maybe owners fail to understand that you also have an agreement with the tenant with your residents. Right. Yes. Yeah. Maybe explain a little bit more the middle that you feel when you have, you know, potentially angry owner call and you've got angry resident call and you're right in the middle of this thing
0: right so we'll get a call from a tenant that they need something's gone wrong at the property something needs to happen they want us to have something fixed you know then we'll go to the owner and say this is hey this is what's happening if it's over our maintenance limit you know we'll say this is what's happening this is what needs to happen we are kind of stuck we can't unless it's an emergency but there's damage happening to the property. If it's over our maintenance limit by contract, we can't approve that repair until the owner approves. So just yesterday I was talking on the phone with the tenant that they were having an issue with the garage door. but I hadn't, it was going to be over what our maintenance limit was. And I hadn't been able to get the owner to approve it. So I have a tenant with a garage door that's not opening and an owner that's not getting back to me to let mm-hmm. me know if I can go ahead and approve it or not. And so I'm the one on the phone with both. I'm the one on the phone explaining what's going on. I'm the one on the phone with the tenant saying, I'm trying my best. I'm doing everything we can. I'll reach out one more time. I'll try to explain it to see it's for them to see it. This is really something that needs to happen. And so it's that tension between the two of doing Mm -hmm. what's best. And then also having explaining to our tenants, realistic expectations of listen, you know, you didn't move into a brand new home. Not everything is going to be perfect. And, It's just, it's a balance. It's a balance because we want our owners to be successful. But honestly, our tenants are our best word of mouth to get us, you know, our showings to go up and things like that. So it really is balancing the two of keeping, trying to keep everybody happy.
1: That's, I think that's good perspective. That's the humanity, again, I think, that we lack mm-hmm. in your particular case in hearing yeah. you know feedback from clients too. Well,
0: so. and you hear, like, sometimes you'll get a phone call where they don't realize that we're people too sometimes. And not only is your tenant a person, and the tenants need to understand that their owner is a person. We are too. And so we could be having a lot going on or something like that, and it just going into it, not treating us like a person – makes it harder for us to, to be successful. And so I think just a general kindness. And we have so many owners that are so great. And, you know, it just is nice when you have that kind of positive, respectful discussion with someone. It's just, it's really, it's really great.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Any other issues with communication? I think one thing I remember you mentioning to me that was really interesting perspective, I guess, is emails versus phone calls.
0: Yes. Yes. So talk to us about that. Yes. So we manage about 260 properties. I have last count, I have 97 owners. So I have 97 different people. So even though there's some of them that I don't talk to hardly ever, they have a tenant that's been in place for eight years. It's everything smooth. It's fine. But then I have others where something happens and we need to discuss it. But if I get a phone call and I'm not in the office or I get a phone call and I'm also dealing with something else, I appreciate it so much when when an owner will follow up with an email or just go to email from the beginning because a lot of property managers Mm -hmm. are very task oriented. And so having that line where you can go back, because also it's, remembering what was said, remembering the details and things like that. You're so much more reliant on that. And if you have it in an email, you can go back and you can kind of follow that because say it's something where we needed something to happen at a property and I need to be able to call the vendor and stuff. Well, the vendor, I can't get them right away or something. And so then I move on to a different task. Then I go back. It's so much nicer to have it in writing and be able to follow that thread because then I can I can jog my memory and go, that's yeah. right that's right this is what I'm waiting on this is what we discussed and all of that whereas a phone call it just it puts everything to memory and yeah I don't know about other property managers but my memory is not also always that great and so I think
2: generally speaking Mandy I think I've ever had a property manager yeah. say I really wish everyone would call me all the time <laughs> yeah. so I, on a I think Sunday that's at
0: six o'clock or maybe maybe
2: even eight on my cell phone right that's the, that's I the best i
0: have had a case where someone sent an email they got a vacation response from my email and so they called me on my personal phone instead <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Yeah, that's not what I meant. And it was six o'clock on a Sunday and I thought, that's not what I meant there. That's not what I meant at all. So one of
2: the things that you said that I think is really, really, I I think uh, something else that people miss in communication, because communication is really the key you know, we've harped on this from the other side. We've had property managers on before and what we were saying, and, and we've also done shows without the management company and just said, hey, here's what you should expect from the management company. This is an interesting show because we've never really done it from the other side. I think
0: mm-hmm.
2: your poolside chat was a, was a good one. <laughs> I think the thing when you're communicating in an email, one of the things that we experience is that sometimes people communicate in an email in a way in which they would never communicate on the phone, right? So you get them on the phone, everything's cool. Ask them for the email and all of a sudden they turn into Lucifer on an email, right? I mean, it's just, I don't even understand. It doesn't even sound like the same person. It's like they, Mm -hmm. they said, Hey, you jerk over there, would you please (laughs) send this email for me on my behalf? And please make sure you like extra jerkify the email as well, just to really amp it up a bit. Do you you experience that as well?
0: I have had that. Yes, I've had it. And I have to pause and give myself a minute before I reply and just make sure that I keep the tone because, because in that moment you have the power to change the conversation. And so that's when I can come in and be, Act like I didn't see it at all. Act like I Mm -hmm. did not notice that you were being as rude to me as possible. Act like I didn't (laughs) notice that you accused me of not caring about you or your property. And I can be as respectful as I can. And in that moment, I can take that conversation a completely different direction. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes I have to, I have to write a reply and then just let it sit in drafts for a minute. And then I reread (laughs) it after lunch. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that I kept it, I kept it right there. But I just think that's something as as people, even let's not even say property managers and owners, but just as people, just treating each other like if you if you like you said, if you would not say that to my face, we don't need to say it in an email. Yeah. Um because you could feel really different in about an hour and that e- I could have that email forever. And well, so you
2: just said not only do you have the email for an hour, but you reference back to that email for details. Yeah. So yeah. what I wanted to not yeah. gloss over here is that <clears throat> if you send this email, it's not that you're going to get someone's attention because you will get someone's attention. But it's not as if you're going to get someone's attention and then all the rest of your correspondence can be you know, pleasant.
0: Mm-hmm. because
2: Mandy and anyone else who's using that as a reference is going to go back to it for reference and remember just how big yeah. of a douche you really are. Yeah. So before you send it, just make sure that, you know, it's the way you would word it. If you were talking to someone on the phone, yeah. I think that's, I think that's just a really good. point. And
0: I, I think property management also just tends to have a bad rap where we just, it feels like you need to be pushier and you need mm. to be that, that rudeness is rewarded and that's not the case i mean it's yeah. so refreshing when i'm treated respectfully i have several owners that when i think of them it just makes me feel good because i know that they are kind good people yeah. who are going to treat me right and they're going to listen if i because like property managers, we're going to mess up sometimes we are human it happens and i am always one i own up to it right up. listen i messed this up i missed this i forgot I, whatever it is and i lead with that and when I know, when I see that owner and I see that name and I know it's one of mine that they're, they're going to understand, it's so much nicer to go to them mm. and say, I'm going to make this right and I'm going to fix it. I mean, and I just think people forget that we're, we're people too. I just, last year, I got a Christmas gift from one of my owners. I've never gotten that before. And mm. now every time she comes up on my list, I'm like, oh. I love dealing with her. That's great. Because <laughs> you just don't see you, We don't get that. Yeah. I mean, it's it, you are, you're kind of the middleman that everybody's mad at a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And so it is refreshing and it does make a huge impression when somebody treats you differently.
1: Yeah. I love that. I can relate to that too. Cause I've said to Ron so many times, I'm like, do you see this angry email? I said, it's like, they think I'm going to be more Johnny on the spot about getting it fixed yes. because of the angry email. And I said, it makes me not want to help them. And I know Ron said the same thing to me before. No, Ron yeah. just goes, Look.
2: fire them, fire yeah. them. We're not working with <laughs> them anymore. I have zero patience for rude people because I don't need their business. So it's, it's just, sure. we just don't have any it's, patience.
0: There's so many better ways. There's so oh, many yes. better ways. And it ends up with so much better of a, you know, of a result
2: mm-hmm. because then
0: the relationship is maintained because that's what it is, it's a relationship. It's an ongoing long-term relationship.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. I think that's probably going to be the theme of this whole episode is a lot of remembering people and mm-hmm. relationships and communication is so much yeah. more important. So yeah. So I have a question I think would help our owners a lot too. So what are some realistic expectations they can have of their property manager? Or maybe on the flip side, what are some unrealistic expectations that mm-hmm. you've seen? Whatever's easier for you to talk to. So
0: um I'll probably hit it from both sides. Um, Something that I run into and I try to tell every new owner that I get is please keep your property that all the money is in a separate bank account, like Mm -hmm. open up a separate bank account Mm -hmm. just for whether you want to do a group of properties or something, but I'll have, I've had owners that have it in their main checking account because it's a house they lived in and the mortgage comes out of there. So it just, Mm -hmm. it just never, they just never dealt with it because what's going to happen is repairs are going to happen. It is inevitable and so what I would encourage is you have a separate account, everything comes in and out of that account. You don't budget that cash flow from that into your, you know, monthly budget. It sits in that account and then at the end of the year pay yourself a disbursement from that account if you want to. Leave enough cushion because repairs are going to happen and if you have that cushion there the repairs are an inconvenience, and not an emergency. And so it's just, it's, I can tell you, I know which owners do this and which owners don't by the mm-hmm. way they handle my phone call. When I say, Hey, like Oklahoma, we're famous for wind. The fence yes. is going to blow down at some point. <laughs> and it's an expensive fix, not expensive enough to really claim it on insurance unless we have other damages, but you do, you're going to have to fix it. And so if you have that money sitting there, building up ready, that phone call goes a lot smoother than the one where it's just intermingled in all your personal funds. And I don't know where the money went. I don't, it may sound strange, but I do. I have owners where I, I know, I know that when I send their disbursements, it's going into their personal checking account. And it's just, it just makes everything a lot more difficult. Interesting. Something else I think is... Just that's on that same thing. Like, I think that's the most is when repairs happen. If owners act like they're shocked, but it happened mm-hmm. and it's, it's just part of it. It's part of like your personal house, you're having to do things. My personal house, my dishwasher is going out. I'm going to have to replace it. It's nothing I did. It's nothing. I treated it poorly. I didn't stick anything in it, but I'm not supposed to. It's just old. it just, it's, mm-hmm. t- it's outlived its lifespan. And so, I think just having that realistic expectation of these things are going to happen. And if I want to keep my property up and I want to entice the right kind of tenant, these are things I need to do. Like you Mm -hmm. are going to have to replace that carpet every few years. It's just, that's, that's the, that's the facts of it. That paint is going to need, we can touch it up and touch it up and we're going to do it to the best of our ability. But at some point, we're going to need to repaint the whole house because you are having, you're having people in and out of that property. It's not the same as someone living there for 10, 12 years, they're moving in, they're moving out, they're hanging different art, they're bringing different furniture in. It's just, it's going to need to happen. And I think a lot of times that's when I, when I, when that phone call happens, I get a shocked response. of like, why, why would that need to happen? And I think just having a realistic expectation That's part of my phone call with new owners is that first phone call is please open a separate bank account. And please know these are the expected lifespan of a lot of your major things. That's good to know. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. What else? No, I just, yeah, I think those things alone would just be really helpful. And that tenant turnover, when we turn your property, there are going to be some things that are wear and tear that we need to take care of because we do want to draw in the right kind of tenant and let's go ahead and take care of them while it's empty and it's quick and all of that, instead of letting them build up and letting their property start to get run down.
1: I think I see that with your properties a lot is that you're, you tend to have a low vacancy rate and your Mm -hmm. properties tend to stay rented for long periods of time. The tenants renew Mm -hmm. more frequently. Mm -hmm. What would you say you guys are doing to help make that happen? As a property management company.
0: I think our screening process is good, which every property manager should have a great screening process. But also we make it, we seek out that renewal because it's a lot easier to just keep a ten, the same tenant in there. And it's better for our owners to just keep that same tenant in there. And so we will push and we will, we will push for renewals. And I think it is the, the condition of the property. It's all about how they feel and they don't feel like they need to move on to a nicer place or something like that because we are keeping it up. We are good with our communication. We're constantly trying to better our maintenance because maintenance is the bane of every property manager's existence. It just is. I think it's, <laughs> I don't know that that will ever change, but we're constantly trying new things and trying to make it better because it may not ever be easy, but it could always be better.
2: I think what you just said is really, again, it's one of those things that translates business.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
2: people say all the time, it's, it's easier to keep it, your team members mm-hmm. than it is to hire new team members and train yeah. them, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that people leave is most often not money. It's, it's right. not money because mm-hmm. when people move out of a house, they're generally, if they're going to rent again, they're probably in the same price range. Yeah. So what's the real reason they're moving out? Yeah. Well, usually... It has something to do with maintenance mm-hmm. and coupled with communication or lack thereof, which is a service, right? It's, it's right. how are you treating the people who are living in your, right. in your residence, in your properties? Right. Those two things, is just like if you guys are out there listening and you're business owners, it's the same exact thing. If you treat mm-hmm. the people on your team well and you pay them fairly, mm-hmm. they will stay. If you don't, right. they will leave. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll leave for less money because they don't like you. Yeah, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. And so it's the same in property management. I think what you just said is really important, Mandy. Keep Take care of the property so it's nice for them. And then just be kind to them Mm -hmm. as well and try to help them and reach out, try to renew. I mean, those are things that it seems like it's like property management 101, but so many property management companies fail at those things and they wonder why in the world they've got a 15% vacancy rate. Right.
0: Yeah. I think I know we've had tenants move because we'll have an owner that doesn't want, they want to have a zero dollar maintenance. And if I could encourage you, anything that will make your property less appealing to a tenant is a zero dollar maintenance limit. Which, mm-hmm. what that means for us, is that every time something happens, I need to call and get your approval before I can send a vendor out. So, your tenant is sitting there, like my tenant with the garage door, they're sitting there over the, because they sent that in on Friday. I couldn't get a hold of the owner. I couldn't, so they spent the whole weekend, all Monday. Finally, I got approval Monday. You know, close to lunch, the vendor didn't get to show up until Monday, closer to dinner. So Mm -hmm. that tenant went almost four days not opening, able to open their garage door, and they're frustrated. And then when I have to say I haven't gotten able, I haven't been able to, you know, get a hold of the owner. I haven't gotten approval for that. It just makes it to where the tenant is more easily frustrated. And so So I'll say this
2: in a different way than Mandy did because Mandy's super nice. (laughs) I'll just say that if you feel like you have to have a zero limit, you should not own real estate. Yeah. You should do something else with your money. Or if you don't (laughs) trust
0: your property manager enough, that's a signal that something's wrong. And so we do have a couple and it's, and it's one of those where like, we get the, we get the results of the bad experience they had with somebody else. And so they come in saying no, 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 no. And it just makes it really hard to do our job. And it makes it to where there's that lag, instead of meeting that tenants need, right. Then there's a lag in the need being met, which causes frustration, which causes, you know, discontent. And that's the last thing you you want. It's a lot cheaper to fix that, fix that small item than to pay to have tenant turnover. And so that's something I think is huge as we we want to do a good job. We, you know, you do not have to use us. There's plenty of property managers around. We're going to do a good job because we want you to stay. Trust us and let us, you know, there's a system for a reason. It's what we figured out works best. And, you know, I think it just, it, it would be so much smoother. Just let us, let us do what we're good at.
1: Do you have an amount that you recommend when people ask like what that limit should be?
0: Our limit is around $200, $250, $200. Cause that's going to cover small things. The garbage disposal's not working, stuff like that, but major appliances, things like that. It's not going to. Um, so that's usually a good range right about Again, then. If and
2: you, If you get to the point or if you start at the point where you can't trust a the people who you're going you basically you're going into business with right yeah. they're representing your property if you can't trust them 200 dollars worth you literally have no business owning real estate you just shouldn't do it go do something else
0: we're um, not treating it like a 200 dollars a month that we get to spend for fun right. it's not fun money yeah. right? and right. sometimes that's the impression that people get i'm like no 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 this is not it's yeah. not we're just doing what what are we going to spend our 200 dollars on this month <laughs> That's not it at all. It's truly to meet that tendency because if you meet it on the little stuff, they understand. When there's a bigger issue, when there's a bigger lag because it's a major appliance or something like that, they get it because you've met their need on the small stuff. They know. Mindy, you're not
2: everybody knows it's company lunch money. Everybody yeah. knows that you guys are just going out and just having a good old time. Money. Yeah. I mean you guys have two hundred and how many properties? You guys eat every day and you eat really nice on that two hundred dollars per property. That's a lot of money for you guys to go and and (laughs) hang out and eat money, eat food. Uh, Yeah. Seriously. Don't don't buy real estate if you if you can't trust people two hundred dollars worth. It's pathetic.
0: And once they break your trust, that's fine. You it's a lot cheaper lesson. Learn that two hundred dollar lesson and move on. Yep. it's a, you're going to learn it a lot faster and know that you're not in a good match.
1: Yeah. That's so the, the
0: cheapest lesson in real estate you could have is that $200 lesson of this isn't working. So
1: that reminds me of one of my favorite questions I told you I wanted to ask you is what's your best horror story as a property manager and how oh, you resolved
2: it? Good. That's I think be fun everybody, for people. everybody get your popcorn.
0: Gosh. I, I think we should do this for
1: a whole episode.
0: <laughs> okay. So the funny thing is when I first started, Tanya, our office manager, she does all of our maintenance coordination and stuff. I would get some sob story and I would, I would just totally believe it. Just, just, oh, that's terrible whatever. And she just looked at me and she's like, man, you haven't been at this for long. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. That is, there it is. There it is. So probably my funniest story, but yet also a story of the reason you should have a property manager. So we have a property that they were doing work on the adjacent property and it was Friday. It was late. The vendor working on it wasn't one of ours. I think it was a city or something. They turned the water off to make sure that that was fine because they weren't done. Well, they didn't realize the water was connected to the property next to it. Uh So I get a call at 10 o'clock at night that There's no water at this property. This woman has a newborn baby, other children in the home. We've got, they've got no water. It's 10 o'clock at night. Like, how is she going to fill a bottle? How is she going to bathe her children? The thing that they've locked is behind a locked gate. I can't get to it. I can't climb this fence and get to it. The city will not even, they're gone. There's no, there's nothing. I end up driving to the office, getting a case of water, taking it over there and putting it on the porch. This house is on an acre. I trip on the way. I trip over a toy in the yard, flat on my back case of water on my chest. And I'm just, I laid there for a minute. Like what has happened that I am here right now? Like what is happening? I'm in my pajamas. I'm in my house. shoes. I am because it's just that thought of I'm not going to leave this woman stranded. Like it's like, as moms we know like we're not gonna do that to each other uh, I can imagine how I would feel in that position and so I'm at 10 o'clock at that's how I ended up flat on my back and a case of water on my chest in the middle of their yard at 10 o'clock at night and that owner still doesn't know about that to this day like they never even knew it happened I never even had to call them I handled it I dealt with it and it was fine and so huh. We still laugh. Yeah. It's the <laughs> office joke of like, yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. And Dedication I mean, uh, right
1: there. Yes. That's impressive. Well, It's
0: just, it's, it's knowing. And so, but I mean, we've had, we've had tragedy. We've had tenants die in the property mm-hmm. and we've had properties burned down, um, to the ground. And mm-hmm. we were there while the police were there. Like we were there, finding these tenants, other places to live before the owner even knew about it. Cause both of mm-hmm. them actually happened in the middle of the night. And so we were there trying to figure it out, like talking to the police, trying to, you know, the fire, the tenant, their pets were trapped inside. So we're sitting there uh... talking to the tenants when we had the tenant that passed away, we're, we're meeting with their family so they can collect their personal possessions and all of that. It's, yep. it's all of those our owners didn't even know till 12 hours later, like Mm. we were handling it. We were dealing with it. And so that's, it's when you're doing that kind of stuff and then you get back into the office and get that phone call back to like, well, you don't even care. We care. We really Mm. do. And the best thing is, you know, we're doing our job when you didn't even know there was a problem.
1: Yeah. We just handled it. That's a really good point.
0: Like you didn't get the 10 o'clock call in the middle of the night, that there was no water. I did. And I dealt with it and I handled it. And so, I think that's where we prove our value is in those times of, of crisis. That's that's what it is for us. So yeah, but that wow, had, that's
1: that's a, that's impressive. That's a good one. I yeah. haven't heard anything quite so. Uh, it makes sense because I haven't talked to property managers to get horror stories. I only know the owner side, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And owner, I mean, an owner side them too, and they're valid. It's it's just that of realizing, you know, that we all have stuff. We all yeah. have things that we're doing that you have no idea about and that's, we're doing our job. Like mm-hmm. I was doing yeah, my I, job when I took that mom water, I was doing my job when I was meeting with the police to, and to make sure that the fire was contained, you know, that that's what we do.
2: Yeah. I think it's sure. important that everybody realize when you're frustrated, just understand that there's someone who's dealing with the problem who is probably mm-hmm. equally as frustrated. And then there are, you know, folks in the house who are also mm-hmm. dealing with whatever issue it is
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they're equally as frustrated. So right. calling right. and screaming at people or writing the angry email doesn't really help anybody. Uh, it doesn't right. get anything done. If mm-hmm. anything, it makes people not like you. And I don't know about everybody who's listening, but when I don't like people, I usually don't move mountains for them. It's usually yeah. not my first inkling. <laughs> is to go, you know what, I think I'm really going to help them. I usually help the people who are like the ones you were talking about, Mandy, that the one person that sent you a Christmas present Mm -hmm. that you now remember all the time, usually those people, right? Yeah. So moral of the story here is go back and listen to all the tips because there were some really, really cool tips in this episode from Mandy. And if anything, we've said this, I don't know, Heather, how many times have we said this? Don't be a jerk. Just don't be a jerk. It's super simple. Not just with your property manager, just with pretty much everybody, right? Not the the lady behind the Delta counter. Not, I mean, nobody, right? Just don't be a jerk. You know, they, they didn't break the plane. Mandy didn't break the house. It's just Mm -hmm. not, that's not the way it works. So don't be a jerk.
1: That's a great moral to this whole episode. I think that's excellent and it fits really well. So Mandy, we appreciate you. Thank you for, tirelessly helping our clients and myself, because you manage one of my properties. Mm -hmm. I drove by it and I was like, man, Hallmark's the best. So thank you.
2: (laughs) The whole Clark family is the best. If you guys didn't hear the, uh, if you didn't hear the episode with Rocky and you go back and listen to that, the Clark Clark family, just rocks uh, in general. Mm -hmm. So some of our favorite people, Mandy, thank you for joining us. It It was really a pleasure to have you on the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love to bring a different perspective to it because I do think sometimes this is the one that's missing in the conversation. So I think it's great.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Okay, everybody, if you like the episode, which you have to, because Mandy rocks, then you <laughs> give it a thumbs up and leave us some feedback. Again, share this with everybody. Really appreciate you guys out there listening all the time. Let us know what you want to hear. We're going to do a couple of shows coming up from people who have told us what they want to hear. So if, if you want us to do a show on what, what you need to learn about, then let us know. Find us at getrealestatesuccess.com. Our email is invest at rpcinvest.com. Heather,
1: I got it that time. You got it that time. (laughs) It only took me
2: like 10 or 20 times to be able to get it, but I got it. So there you have it, guys. Um, Have a great week. We'll we'll catch you next week. And until then, go out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.